0: we'll do the Mechabad for the, um, this is the 6th day of Shabbat in the year Tof Kuf Ayin Aleph That's uh, five five thousand five 5,571 on the 6th day of Shabbat, which corresponds to So this is January, January 31st, 1811 That was the wedding date, the Rebetzin Devorah Leah, who was the daughter of the Mittler Rebbe she married Rabbi Yaakov Yisrael of Cherkas, who was the son of Rabbi Mordechai of Chernobyl. Now, we know the Chernobyl dynasty, uh, Rabbi Yaakov Yisroel's father was Rabbi, Rabbi Mordechai from Chernobyl, and Rabbi Mordechai's father was Rabbi Nochem of Chernobyl. But Rabbi Nochem of Chernobyl was of the students, was the oldest students of the Magid of Mizrich. And the Alter Rebbe was also uh, a student of the Maggid of Mizrich. And here there's an interesting story that relates between the, uh, how this Shidduch took place, how this uh, Shidduch came about. Uh, so it says like this, that the Alter Rebbe once came to a visit to Rav Nochum of Chernobyl. Again, they were students of the Magid of Mizrich, and the Alter Rebbe was once at the home of Reb of Chernobyl. And the Altar Rebbe reminded Reb Nochem of Chernobyl a saying that the Maggid of Mizrich used to say, their teacher and rabbi used to say. He said to them that the Melech HaMashiach is going to be a descendant either from his oldest student or of the youngest of his students. He gave that choice. Mashiach is going to come from them. So who was the oldest of the Tamidim of the Magnum's rich was was the Chernobyl? The who was the youngest <laughs> <laughs> was the Alter Rebbe? So he says he says why do we have to make any doubts where it's coming from? Why don't we make a shidduch together? What? And then he says and the from both, over. Side. From from both sides so for I sure. So he says like this. So the Alter Rebbe went over there was a whole uh, he was in the house of the Chernobylers so there were grandchildren of the Chernobylers were sleeping in their cradles over there so he went and he felt the heads of the children and when he came to the Re'ach of Yisrael of Cherkas, he says that this is a grandson that he would like for his granddaughter Dvarileya who was the daughter of the Mittler Rebbe. Now remember, the Rebbe also had a, da- a daughter, Dvaraleya, who died pretty young, when, because she gave up her life for the Rebbe, and she was the mother of the Tzemaq Tzedek. She was the mother of Tzemaq Tzedek. The Mittler Rebbe named his daughter... Uh, Dvoraleya on the name of his sister who passed away uh, young. So she, so he designated that this Dvoraleya should be for Yaakov Yisrael of Cherkas. Italy, By the way, that didn't yeah. go with the Chabad dynasty. That went away. Yaakov Yisrael of Cherkas that went away to the Chernobyl dynasty. Then, right. didn't, didn't, you know the the. Um, The uh, Yaakov Yisrola Cherkas, which was, he married his Dvoraleya, the daughter of the Mittler Rebbe, her sister was Chayamushka, who ended up marrying the Tzamech Tzedek, because the Tzamech Tzedek married his first cousin, remember, the Tzamech Tzedek married his mother's brother's daughter, his mother's brother's daughter, which is the Mittler Rebbe, his mother Dvoraleya, which... This Devoraleya married the Yaakov Yisrael Macherkas. She was named after his mother, so his mother's. It's confusing, no, but it's his easy. first cousin. Now it's easy already. We did this already. Yeah. Okay. So he he married his cousin because the Tzemach Tzedek's mother's brother was the Mittler Rebbe, and the Mittler Rebbe's daughter, Chayamushka, married later on the Tzemach But the Tzemach and Yaakov Yisrael were brother in laws because one, they married both daughters of the Mittler Rebbe. One married Dvaraleya, which married Yaakov Yisrael of Cherkas, the Chernobyl, Reb Mordechai Chernobyl, his son, and the Tzemach Machzedek married Chayamushka uh, the other daughter and uh, what happened was that the mad, that wedding actually the al was there at the wedding of Yaakov Yisrael and the, his granddaughter Dvaraleya. And after, and the Alter Rebbe actually set a mimer over there. it gave a discourse, Hasidic discourse. This Rabbi Yaakov Yisroel remained. The Alter Rebbe lived in Liadi at that time. That was already after, <laughs> after the second uh, imprisonment, after Tovkuf Samachalaf, as we read. The Alter Rebbe moved to Liadi and stayed in Liadi. So, and that was a time. It was a very flourishing time. So the al Rebbe, you'd give a class for both of his son-in-laws, uh, not son-in-laws, both of his grandchildren, basically. Uh, the two, I mean, the Tzemach Tzedek was his grandchild from both sides, because his mother <coughs> and his, also his wife was a uh, daughter of the, of the Mittle Rebbe, so he was uh, a grandchild of the Al-Tarebbe through marriage, and he was also a grandchild through his mother, because the al Rebbe was his mother's father. And the, but together with his brother-in-law which is Yaakov Yisroel, together with the Tzemach Tzedek, they had a special shir that they would learn in the Attic and uh, they uh, I mean, they were both outstanding scholars Um, now here there's an interesting he relates an interesting story, you know many times the great righteous people uh, would do uh, certain things that they should merit to have the vision of the prophet Elijah. That's considered to be a very top level uh, merit. One who reaches a spiritual height can get Elijah to per, to reveal himself. In the Talmud we find many stories in which the prophet Elijah came and had a message and said over. So that was a special thing. But it's understood of course that you can't, there's no real system. You do A, B, C, D, there's no prescribed uh, exact way to do things. I say, oh, if you're going to do A, B, C, D, then you're going to see Elijah the prophet. Yes, there is A, B, C, D. What you got to do, but you got to be first of all. You got to be have the personality. You have to be on a spiritual level even before you can do the A, B, C, D. If you're going to just do and you're going to just follow steps, that's not going to work. But here he tells us the story that. The two brother-in-laws, Rabbi Yaakov Yisrael with the Tzemach Tzedek, they once decided that they're going to start to doing a lot of fasting and going through a lot of physical pains uh, to subdue sort of, that was sort of the style, to subdue their, their ego, their physical needs and desires. They'll cause it, which is not... Usually the Chabad uh, philosophy, and uh, it's not the. But there was, there is something to that. But at that point, they decided to do so, and they had caused themselves so much pain that they weren't even able to go up to the attic. They couldn't make it up to the attic. They used to learn in the attic over there, in the top floor, and they couldn't make it up there. So they learned on the bottom floor. So he says, one day there was some individual who saw these great men that they were doing these things. So he says that he also wants to have Elijah to reveal himself, but apparently he wasn't uh, level. wasn't on a level of that. So he began to fast, though he began to do these he began to fast, and he would do at night time to do called Tikun That's a special prayer at midnight in which you pray to Hashem to mourn for the destruction of the Temple and to ask Hashem to build the base Amikdash, and. Uh, Certain amount of time passed by, and still that fellow never merited to see Elijah. It doesn't say about the Tsemachedek and about the whether they did or didn't. It doesn't say here. But it says that fellow did not really uh merit to see Elijah. So he started to complain towards the brother-in-laws. It's almost understood that they did. But he says But it's written in all the books. It's written that if you fast so many days and so much time, you get Elio to reveal himself to you. And how come he did everything that it says in the books to the letter of the law? How come he doesn't have Elijah the prophet reveal himself to him? So the the brother-in-law saw who they're dealing with, that he wasn't really up to par, but... So they decided they're going to go up to the attic. Now, I don't know how this comes to the continuation that they couldn't make it up to the attic at that point, but they decided to go up to the attic. And when that person came to the shul uh, to do his tikkun chatzos, so from the top, they poured some water from the (laughs) top on him. And they said, Tor, 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 clean, clean, clean. They said, they poured on him. And from that time on, that person became totally relaxed. He says, everything that it says in the books is true. Moshe is true and the Torah is true. And he brings a proof. From the heavens they poured water on him. And it says, like the verse says, they'll pour on me clear waters. And they announced Torah, Torah, Torah. So he took it to Torah, Torah. So it just goes to say, I think the message over here is, this is from a talk that the Rebbe gave related the story, but this, this tells us that there's something more inner, it's not just a very technical thing to become pure to become pure or to become holy, it's not just and sometimes people are so self-absorbed that they actually begin believing in themselves versus believing in, in Hashem and uh, it was always uh, a very important part of the Hasidic teaching to make sure that what you're doing is with sincerity and you're doing it L'Shem shamayim, not for the other, not for any other other purposes, I mean just to I mean for somebody who is in a great level and he wants to have a special privilege, it's okay for them to go ahead and try experience and do certain things, but for a person who is not at that level uh, at all, he shouldn't even be going there.